0: Hi, I'm Casey Hobbs. And I'm Shane Mason. And we're the hosts of Nurse Talk Radio. Please join us for this special edition podcast.
1: Well, you'd have to be living under a rock to avoid the roaring conversation about health care in our country, and I'm glad we're at least having a conversation. Whether it's California's SB 562, single-payer health care, or the just-released Republican plan, it becomes one of the nation's most critical issues.
0: Some say there's no way the Republican bill can pass, but others are skeptical and very concerned that it will.
1: It's frightening the prospect of millions of Americans losing their health care. Alex Lawson is the executive director of Social Security Works, and he says McConnell either way has the votes or will by next week. How is this happening? Alex is on the line with us to talk about all of this.
0: Alex, thanks so much for being with us today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So first off, can you tell us why Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell delayed the August recess by two weeks?
2: Um, There's a few different ideas there. One of them is to get other business done, Uh, the user fee agreement, for example, which is a big one that flies under the radar where the pharmaceutical industry oftentimes uh, makes out, um, like bandits. And that's probably going to happen in that time. I think it was also an indication from McConnell that he was serious uh, to twist arms, bully, bribe, do what it takes to get across the finish line with Trump care. So I think it was also a message to his caucus.
1: Recently, a rare joint statement was released by the American Healthcare Plans and the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association in a letter to McConnell, they say the Cruz provision is not workable in any form and undermines protections for those with pre-existing conditions. Does this statement change anything?
2: Mm, it's difficult to see. I'm mean, that you know a lot of time Monday Is going to be a big day Uh, tomorrow. A lot, a lot has to do with the Sunday shows, and um, if there is enough time in the politician and the corporate media brain to actually pay attention to this and give it the uh, amount of focus that it needs, when you're talking about one sixth of the economy, Uh, the Cruz amendment is for the right. Um, You know, you wonder if it gets knocked out. Is Cruz going to go back to a no? Is Lee going to go back to a no? It's unclear, but I don't actually think they have their worries on that end of the caucus. It's it's obvious they have to pay attention to both sides. But I mean, when it came to the uh, the polar payoff or the uh, the Klondike, I was, there there's some cutesy names for it, but it's the hundreds of millions of dollars in uh, bribery that was directed to Lisa Murkowski to get her votes, Capito in West Virginia, uh, Toomey and Heller in Nevada. I think that's actually where McConnell is really spending his time whipping the caucus by any means necessary. So what I think it looks like right now, and it's, it's a coin flip, and you know we have all from now until the vote, and the CBO will come out with numbers, and we have people all over the country taking action. But right now it looks like Rand Paul is a no and Susan Collins is a no. So we need to find at least one more senator at a no, uh, and then they don't have the numbers. I personally think you need to find two, because if it's just one, then Rand Paul would be able to be the deciding vote, and he'll, he'll give that to McConnell if it's just him. But I think if we find two, what will happen is as soon as we actually get two people on the record, two more saying no, then you'll get six right. more, right, because then it's not going to happen. So everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, me too, I'm brave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but at the moment, McConnell will allow Susan Collins and Rand Paul to vote no, right, to show that there's some modicum of independent thought in his caucus.
1: Who do you think the most likely to flip? Uh, is Murkowski in Alaska? I mean, who should we target?
2: Heller, Murkowski, Capito, I think would be pretend. Uh, Portman uh, is pretend. But uh, Capito in West Virginia, Heller in Nevada, and Murkowski in Alaska are uh, real possibilities to vote no on this.
0: And so how did this bill change from the first draft to this one? I know it's undergone some revisions, but what have those been? Because it's been kind of hard to keep up.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be flip about this. The policy details definitely matter, Um, and you you should dig into them. But the main point is It hasn't changed it's the same piece of garbage that it was when it rolled out Um, it it's just little things around the edges that are really to buy uh, off different people to make it seem like it's um, it's getting better when it's not it's mainly getting worse I mean it's still uh, tens of millions of people would lose their health insurance it destroys Medicaid Fundamentally destroys Medicaid, the largest provider of long-term care in this country, as well uh, as uh, providing health care to millions of children uh, and millions of others.
1: The thing that upsets me, not only will they take health care away from so many Americans, but this is going to cost thousands and thousands of jobs. So when they talk about this in a state like Colorado, we're talking about over 35,000 jobs go instantly when this, if this heinous thing passes. How fast does the repeal of Obamacare happen if they're able to pass this thing?
2: You know, they're going to try to roll it out slowly uh, after elections. Make sure They're going to really try to calculate it so that the effects aren't felt uh, before major elections that they need, because that's really, that's how cynical everyone is. This isn't about the policy. It's about a tax cut for their billionaire donors uh, and then, um, dodging political responsibility for it. But the, uh, a bill of this magnitude, there is no way of, of sort of softly rolling it out because it's so huge. That, I mean, destroying Medicaid, right? Like, just do, take that one. This is why there's all the governors are against this, Republican, yes. Democrat, doesn't matter, because you destroy Medicaid, every single state budget basically goes bust. Yes. Right, so they immediately have to start figuring out where they're going to find that money. And anyone who who pays attention to state budget battles knows there really is it's education. That's what they're going to start doing. They're going to cut into other budgets. So it's education and health at the state levels. That's the, what you're going to see immediately. So with something of this magnitude, and not to mention that the insurance companies are going to do as quickly as possible. <laughs> as much terribleness as possible because that is in their nature. So I think some of the provisions might be rolled out slowly, but if the president's pen puts this thing into law, then you're going to see a real pretty catastrophic consequences quite quickly.
1: It's absolutely frightening. So they're taking the vote this week coming up?
2: Yes. So this is the, the Senate and there's all this esoteric and arcane rules on purpose so that it is very hard to follow but there's one vote that matters and it's the motion to proceed if they get that vote which is going to be on Tuesday so uh, the CBO score is going to come out Monday and that's kind of the last hurdle and right now McConnell has the votes so as soon as the CBO score comes out he is going to try to have that vote As soon as the parliamentary rules allow which would be Tuesday if there's some question of if he has the votes, then he might delay it some and so but right now the plan is to have it Tuesday and if they pass the motion to proceed there are going to be other votes but basically if a senator votes uh, yes on that it it would be a, a rare occurrence it does happen and we would keep fighting that they would then, two days later uh, on on Thursday, vote against it in the the next roll call vote. So Tuesday is the day to watch. Tuesday is all of our goals. All of our activism should be to focus the entire country on this assault on our health care on Monday. So controlling that narrative on Monday is critical.
0: Absolutely. We really appreciate it. Anything else you want to share before we go, Alex?
2: just the most radical act you can take is to get organized. I know all your listeners are already involved, uh, but stand with your neighbors when you raise your voices, and then we're louder together.
1: Excellent. Thank you. We've been talking with Alex Lawson about the Senate health bill vote and why we must not be complacent. Alex is the executive director of Social Security Works. That website is socialsecurityworks.org. For a complete guide of how you can do your part to resist this bill, visit indivisible.org.
0: For more information about this topic, please visit nursetalksite.com.